greet each of you in Jesus' name this morning, and it's uh, good to be here with you. I've often heard of the congregation here and, and have met and know some of you a little bit, uh, but this is our first uh, time actually visiting here, and though uh, Jay and Judy were uh, in our same community for uh, in Aroda and then also in McKinney for a while, and uh, so we're uh, kind of privileged to be here today. Now, I don't know, I come here in a little bit of uh, wondering if anybody here is upset with me. Um, years ago, I um, worked at Mountain View Nursing Home, and uh, I did a lot of recruiting for Mountain View Nursing Home. And I remember uh, a couple that I had gotten to uh, come and serve at Mountain View that uh, years later, uh, they're the dad of the brother that had gone uh, came and confessed to me that he was uh, he had really struggled for for quite some time of forgiving me for getting his uh, taking his son away uh, to serve elsewhere. Uh, but then he was thanking me that it was all the uh, benefits that he saw out of it and uh, in even their relationship that he was uh, had worked through that. And I'm not sure how you all feel about uh, some of your uh, folks here that are now serving on the mission field. Uh, we do, uh, yeah, I've heard uh, good reports of, of their work, um, Alan and Rhoda and uh, Elvins, and I hesitate to mention too many here. I know uh, Martha and Lois, and I know you have a number of teachers out uh, teaching as well, and um but I do want to just uh, thank you all as a congregation here for being willing to to share them with uh, AMA and uh, other mission organizations as well. And uh, I noticed your uh, sign back here says, Go ye into all the world. And I think that's an important thing to keep uh, remembering as well. I would like to share one little uh, comment. In, uh, in the years that I spent... Uh, recruiting for for Mountain View and also AMA um, I didn't have very many responses like this but Elvin's Elvin's response and I, I, I remember distinctly where I was uh, sitting along the side of the road uh, talking to him on the phone and we were talking about him him uh, his willingness to go and serve and I was trying to feel him out okay so where you know we had we had numerous opportunities and his response was, you know, you say where you think we'd both best fit in and where, where we're needed most, and, and that's what we'll be willing to do. And I thought, wow, there's, <laughs> if we could have more people that would have that approach, our, our needs on the, on the field would, would soon be taken care of. Uh, and, I, and I just uh, want to continue to, to bless you all as a congregation here as you uh, continue to provide uh, good staff for uh, for these needs uh, in other places. Turn your Bibles for a message. Um, I'd like to begin in, in Proverbs chapter 6. I'd like to talk about a subject this morning that a sin that uh, I'm sure all of you have committed and maybe continue to struggle with. Um, 
it's something that uh, that I believe all of us have have to deal with this sin. In Proverbs six, I'd like to read verse sixteen to nineteen. These six things doth the Lord hate. Yea, seven are an abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, and hands that shed innocent blood. A heart that deviseth wicked imaginations. Feet that be swift to running in running to mischief. A false witness that speaketh lies. And he that soweth discord among brethren. Now, we could easily make... A, several messages out of each of these sins, these things that the Lord hates. Um, this morning I would, I would like to talk about the, the first one, um, thinking of pride. Uh, pride is the, is the opposite uh, of the nature of God. And it's, it's a part of uh, one of the things that God hates. Now, we as Anabaptist people have have been pretty careful usually in our speech in even using the word pride. Uh, you know, you hear a lot of people say, oh, you know, how proud they are of their children doing this or that, or how proud they are of, you know, some accomplishment or whatever. Uh, we're hearing it a little more in, in maybe our, our speech uh, than what we used to, but you know, there's a sense of where we've kind of shied away from, from saying that. Well, we don't want to be proud. Well, just not saying it doesn't take away us not being proud, okay? Uh, and there is a sense of where, you know, as you think about pride, uh, you know, there's a definition that says that pleasure or satisfaction is something concerned with oneself. So that's not necessarily wrong to be okay with something that... Uh, so that definition of pride can can be okay. Uh, the the first definition, though, that it's given is a high opinion of one's own worth or possessions. Well, that is what part of what is being talked about here in the scripture. Um, having too high of opinion of oneself, and uh, as you think about pride. Um, one definition, another definition is misjudging my importance because of failure to know God. And uh, we heard uh, a lot about that already this morning. And uh, even this thing of fear, you know, if we fear the Lord, uh, yeah, one of the things of fear of the Lord is to hate pride. Uh, it it's, it's, uh, goes against each other. I, I found it interesting to think about uh, how the word pride is used um, you know, our country here has set aside the month of June as Pride Month. Uh, do you ever think of the significance there of what, uh, why that word is used? Um, you think about, we'll mention this uh, scripture later, but, but um, you know, often we think of Sodom and Gomorrah and we think of of the significance there, but did you know that 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 one of the most significant sins that's listed there was pride? And uh, you know, as as I think about uh, pride, um, there's a uh, 
you know, it's it's pride is is not uh, of God. I'd like to uh, have you turn to First uh, John chapter two and look at a uh, a few verses there, sixteen and seventeen. Most of you probably know these verses already, but it. Uh, Maybe I'll just begin in verse 15. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Pride is is not of God. It's, It's a part of this world. And... Second uh, Timothy chapter three talks about the end times and how um, men will be lovers of themselves and covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Uh, goes on all the different sins, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away. And as you think about that, I'd like us to think about what pride is, and some of the connections that we see in our world today with pride. Um, The book of Proverbs has quite a bit to say about pride, and I'd like to just refer to a few verses. In Proverbs 8.13, it says, The fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy, and the evil way and the forward mouth do I hate. Uh, There, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, pride, and arrogancy. Um, Solomon tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And here he's saying that the fear of the Lord is to hate this pride and arrogancy. Um, in Proverbs 11:2, it says, When pride cometh, then cometh shame, but with the lowly is wisdom. And if you, if you think about pride coming into someone's life, it, eventually it, it brings shame. Uh, because pride becomes the guiding principle rather than making decisions with wisdom and truth. It, it's suddenly, how is it going to make me look? How is it going to affect me? And and that becomes the, the guiding principle. And if that happens, sooner or later, it's going to bring shame. Um, Proverbs 13.10 says, only pride, Only by pride cometh contention. But with the well-advised is wisdom. Now, I'm not sure if you've ever sat in a meeting, maybe even a church meeting, and suddenly things get pretty contentious. Uh, How does it say here? Only by pride cometh contention. So there's pride in the room. Uh, Pride is there when, when... Things start getting heated up uh, in a meeting. There's pride. Now, I'm not sure I don't... I want to make a couple comments here. And please understand me that uh, I believe we need to stay out of politics and, and those kind of things. But if you think a little bit about, you know, some of the slogans that have been used... Uh, that are just pretty prideful. 
uh, they've caused a lot of contentions in our country as well. And you see this principle in Proverbs applies across the board. Um, you know, pride has uh, caused contentions with, uh, you know, I've found in traveling in other countries, uh, you know, people look at America and, and see America as a, as a very proud country. Uh, you know, they they want things the way they want it, and and that's uh, and that doesn't that doesn't go down very well with a lot of people in other other places. Um, you know, when when we have, you know, even as missionaries going into these countries, if we think everything needs to go the way we're used to doing it, that doesn't go down very well either. Uh, there's a lot of good ideas and a lot of good things out there in, in other places. Uh, and it doesn't all have to be the way we do it in Pennsylvania or Virginia. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's important for us to, to remember that, that we need to be humbly looking at those things. You know, one of the problems with pride is that in bringing contention, because uh, a lot of times it's less about the facts than it than it is about saving face or or protecting our own ideas, um, however faulty they may be, uh, it's still something about trying to hang on to those to 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 save face or, or protect our own ideas. Um, and just remember, whenever there's contention between children, couples, church members, pride's there, uh, and it needs to be dealt with. It's sin. In Proverbs 14.3, it says, In the mouth of the foolish is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise shall preserve them. You know, one of the things, it doesn't take very long to be around somebody. And, um, you know, pride will come out in one's speech. A couple ways that happens is if you've ever heard this, and this can happen with children, or I've heard uh, grown men and, and women say this, uh, no one's going to tell me what to do. What is that? That's pride. I don't have to listen to you. I'm going to do it the way I want, so don't bother talking to me about it. Uh, you know, as you think about the proud person and the wise person, uh, the wise want to hear the other side. They may they realize they may have missed something that would cause them to think differently about a particular situation. Uh, but the proud person is basically saying, "Don't confuse me with the facts." Okay, I, I've I've made my mind up. This is what I how it is, and don't don't try to confuse me with 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 anything else. Proverbs 16, 18, and 19 said, pride, says, Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. Now, I think probably most of you are very familiar with, with verse sixteen or verse 18 about pride going before destruction. And maybe it's used often when you see somebody, you know, maybe a young fellow goes out here and says, you watch me hit this home run and, and, uh, you know, and everybody's kind of watching and then they strike out. Um, and, you know, somebody may even think of this verse or may even say it. 
Uh, you know, pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before a fall. Uh, we we kind of use some of that sometimes, but it's, you know, pride is is very competitive by nature. Um, and it's it's a lot about trying to uh, come out on, on on top. In Proverbs twenty nine twenty three, it says, "A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit." And as I was thinking about that verse, um, a few examples from Scripture that come to mind. You think about uh, Nebuchadnezzar, and you know, the dream he had and Daniel interpreted for him and and he told him, look, if you follow my advice and you are merciful to the poor and you are, you know, follow some of those things, uh, maybe this won't happen to you as quick. Well, within 12 months, Nebuchadnezzar walks out and he looks across the city and he says, look at all this that I've built. And that's when the judgment of God fell on him. And, you know, he was out out in the field eating grass and like the cows do and so on uh, until he recognized God. And if you read his account of, you know, he said God's able to abase or bring to humility down, destroy this pride in, in any person. Uh, when Daniel went in, when the writing was on the wall for Belshazzar, um, you know, he said, he told him, he said, look, you knew what happened to Nebuchadnezzar, and yet you didn't, you became a proud person as well, and now judgment is, is coming on you. In Acts 12, we have an account of Herod uh, coming and giving a speech and they gave a shout saying, it's the voice of a God and not of a man. And it says, that the scripture says that he didn't give God glory for that. If he would have, if he would have directed that glory to God, uh, he probably wouldn't have become eaten of worms and died. Uh, kind of almost right there on the spot. Um, you know, you think of Naaman and, and his reaction to the prophet that didn't even come out and see him. Here's this important officer coming, wanting to be healed, and the prophet just sends his messenger out, his servant out, to tell him, go wash down here in the river and you'll be clean. Uh, you know, his he had to get over his pride before he was willing to do that, and his servants tried to tell him, well, hey, you know, why not just go ahead and do this? And he did and was and was healed. The Bible speaks about um, when we think about having ordinations and so on, that it's important that we don't ordain someone that's just a, a new believer, uh, lest they be lifted up with pride and fall into condemnation of the devil. Uh, and that's a, a real snare that we need to avoid. Turn your Bibles to Matthew 23. 
This is Jesus addressing the scribes and, and uh, speaking about the scribes and Pharisees. Um, talking about to the multitude about them. In Matthew 23, it says, Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and Pharisees sat in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe and do, but do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. For they bind heavy burdens and grievous to be borne and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. But all their works they do to be seen of men, for they, they make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments, and love the uttermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues, and greetings in the markets, and to be called of men, Rabbi, Rabbi. But be ye not called Rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, and all ye are brethren. And call no man your father upon earth, for one is your father which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that humble himself shall be exalted. Here Jesus is instructing the people on the way of the kingdom of God that's different than the kingdom of this world. Uh, here it was, you know, they were giving them, uh, they wanted to be, what does it say here? Seen of men. They love the uppermost rooms at feast and so on. But Jesus said in the kingdom of God, instead of being served, we're to serve. Instead of being covetous, we're to give. Instead of lifting ourselves, we're to take the lower seats. Matthew Henry says, Pride is peculiarly the sin of our fallen nature. Nor can any wisdom except that which the Lord gives lead to happiness in this world or in that which is to come. All spiritual pride is of the devil. And uh, if you think about the example that he's talking here about the Pharisees, um, you know, laying a lot of burdens on them, but not willing to help uh, with that. In Isaiah 14, we have the account of Satan's fall uh, from heaven because of his pride. And one of the things that it says there is that uh, he wanted to be like the Most High. Uh, it wasn't like he wanted to be above God. Uh, he knew that wasn't possible. And uh, I'd heard somebody uh, explain this one time years ago, and it's always stuck with me, is that why did Satan even think he could do that? And their explanation was, is that their understanding of God was God was very, very humble. And it wasn't like, you know, and somehow thinking that Satan thinking, well, I can I can take advantage of this uh, and, and become like God. Uh, that God would would give up his his rights and other other areas. In Ezekiel 16, and we mentioned this earlier, but the, I'd like to read this verse. It says, Behold, this was the iniquity of thy servant Sodom. Pride, fullness of bread, and abundance of idleness was in her and her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the hand of the poor and needy. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore I took them away as I saw good. 
So the sin that was there was, was pride and fullness of bread and abundance of idleness. Jesus in Mark chapter 7 was talking about his disciples when they were accused of not washing hands before they ate. And he explained to his disciples how that, you know, it's not so much about you washing your hands and, you know, if you if it's dirty and you get some germs, I mean, it goes through your system and it's gone. He said, what you need to be concerned about is what comes from within man out of the heart. It says from from within, out of the heart of man, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. And uh, if you look at that list of sins in the... Uh, yeah, pride is, is, is listed in there as well. Uh, that comes from within, and all of us have to deal with that, and many of these others that were mentioned as well. The Apostle Paul says not to think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think, but think with sober judgment. And, you know, we, we have this problem, uh, like I mentioned earlier, about thinking, you know, our American way is the best way or our... Yeah, whatever kind of culture or whatever you're a part of, you know, is, is being the best. And our, our world is full of, of a lot of racism. Uh, people thinking more highly of themselves than they should. In fact, they say that uh, many of the people that are behind bars, uh, you know, for a long time there, there was this idea that all oh, these people are behind bars because they had such a low self-esteem. Uh well, they're, they're discovering, uh, psychologists and so on are discovering that, no, uh, actually they had too high a self-esteem. They thought they could do this and get away with it. Uh, they could somehow, yeah, accomplish it. And, and it's actually too, too high a self-esteem. Uh, they could get a, do a crime and not get caught. And, you know, Satan has deceived a lot of people today in thinking the same thing. Um, you know, that you can live in sin and have pride in your life and maybe a list of these other things that are there as well, uh, lust and so on, that uh, you can live that and still not have to face judgment for that, uh, for that sin. You know, pride is the reason for the inequality that's demonstrated around the globe. Let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he fall. Uh, Pride can raise its head in, in various ways. Uh, sometimes pride comes out in a very arrogant way. And, and in some ways, it's easier to deal with. Somebody just, you know, you know, they're just, whatever they say, they, it's the best. And they can, whatever they do, and it's, it's always the best. Uh, well, you kind of recognize that. <clears throat> but other times, it comes as pretended humility. Uh, that's harder to recognize, but but just as serious. Uh, you know, I've heard people, you know, maybe maybe you ask them to do something, uh, maybe have devotions or lead singing or or whatever, and it's like, well, no, I I I can't do that. Uh, you know, and, well, what they want to hear you say is that, oh yeah, you can do it. I, we we believe in you. We can, uh, you know, and and really, it's pride. Uh, rather than just humbly accepting it 
maybe, yeah, you, maybe you can't do it as well as somebody else, but if you're being asked to do it, uh, I, I know there are people that have, they, they don't hardly even recognize it, that it's, uh, that it's pride. Uh, you know, that's, it's always trying to defer it to somebody else, but really they want, deep down in, they want to hear a little more, well, yeah, uh, it, it's okay. Uh, and some of that is, is our, our, uh, nature, but the, we have to be careful that it's not in what, what I would often refer to as inverted pride to where it's just another way of, of pride coming out. <clears throat> James 4.10 says, Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. 1 Peter 5 says, Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud, and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. For the Christian, we are to be clothed with humility and, and not with pride. And uh, I think it, uh, I'm not sure when you have your preparatory service or uh, if you have a revival meetings, uh, how many of you have, have thought about that? How many, how many times have you heard somebody get up and confess that they had pride this week? Um, you know, it's something that that's, you know, sometimes maybe somebody does something and, you know, and they get caught and they, you know, they realize that, uh, covetousness is another thing that, that often happens. It's, it's sins that come out of the heart that are there that, that uh, yeah, nobody can maybe entirely lay their finger on it, you know, and say, yeah, this is, you know, you for sure have this. Uh, but there's there's ways that it does show itself, and I, and I think it's important that we that we look for that in our life and and be willing to acknowledge when, you know, maybe you've gotten extra fired up about something, and you need to really look and say, well, was that pride? Well, it says by contention, uh, there's pride there. Um, I'd like to just, um, in closing here, uh, turn to Philippians chapter 2 and look at uh, Jesus as our example here. I'd like to read the first 10 verses here. Philippians chapter 2. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. 
if you notice in this passage, it talks here about being of one accord, of one mind, being like-minded, having the same love. Um, that doesn't happen if pride's there. Uh, you, you can't do that. Uh, it talks here about nothing being done through strife or vainglory. That, that destroys uh, that unity, that, that one accord, like-minded. Uh, you know, when we start looking at situations of how it affects me, uh, that's what it's talking about here. If we look on our own things, um, rather we're to be looking at how is this going to help and benefit our brothers and sisters, uh, our family, uh, our church, and so on. I just want to encourage you as a, as a congregation here to to be willing to confess uh you know when when pride has been in your life and to and to walk humbly with god uh it's important that it's the only way that uh that we'll see god we can't uh, be living a life of of pride and uh it's the opposite of the nature of god let's kneel for prayer at this time